Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive, and the world I'm turning inside out. Yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy. So. Uh. Gentlemen, I think I can speak for each and every single football fan around the globe when I say I didn't want last weekend to stop at all. My goodness gracious, great balls of fire. But we'll get into that momentarily. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You know what? I don't even need y'all to use your heads. I need to let your fingers, I need you rather to let fingers do the walking and take your stinking asses over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot and pick up an official ChairShot t-shirt. I see our commissioner PC Tunney has turned up the degree of difficulty to 25 today with all the uh, noise and, and interference in the background, but we're going to keep it moving like an escalator. I ain't going to flub. I ain't going to trip. I ain't going to slip. And speaking of you, you're slipping on your pimping if you don't, and slacking on your mapkin, if you don't take yourselves over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt to support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Because you're smarter than the average fan. And get one soft style. Get them Keep all it soft cool, style. calm, and collective. Thank you, sir. So you, you, you just go, just step on the plug, huh? Okay, fine. ProBrustleTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you. And please remember the chairshot.com. We're not just a website, we're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the commissioner, PC Tunney, who couldn't wait to be heard, so I had to cut it short. And we also have the Reverend Ray Cash. Gentlemen, you wanted to, Tunny especially, you wanted to talk so goddamn bad. Say words, bro. Yeah, Say don't, words. don't stop me now. You tried everything you could to stop my black ass, but go ahead, man. That's all you had. All, all, everything was going on. All the interference, all the do-do-do-do updates. You cut in right in the middle of the commercial, and all you had to say, oh, don't stop me now. That's it. You, TheChairShot.com. Always. Use your head. Hey, Ray, how you been? How's it going over there? Oh, I'm just over here just slapping my mapkin. No, we never did that. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a spit tick. <laughs> the, 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 hey, the real ones know what I'm talking about, Ray. The real ones know. <laughs> hey, man. You, you, you just ain't on that frequency, my brother. That's all. I'm, you ain't on that frequency. <laughs> I'm maxing, relaxing, and slapping up my mapkin. That's what I was, I'm living the dream. <laughs> oh, they can't all be winners. What are you gonna do? Hey, <laughs> hey, you didn't flop though. I'm hey, impressive. You 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 kept it going. That's that, ladies and gentlemen, and those in between. That's the key to not don't let nobody know you fucked up because nobody can tell. It's, <laughs> for all we know, look, we have we have a term that we like to call around here called platisms. That was a platism. For all I know, that to me, platinum. What the fuck you talking about? In his mind, he knows bullshit. I, I, I really need to get that Platitudes book popping, man. We need to really sit down and, and do that shit <laughs> while bullshit. <laughs> By the way, great great choice of song today, uh, Don't Stop Me Now, because uh, two teams trying not to get stopped, and four teams got unfortunately stopped at the last minute with four fantastic 
to the very end games. That's, has that ever happened in a divisional no, first round? time? Uh, first time ever. All four games end in a game-ending score. Crazy, man. Crazy. Let's just get into it because I, I do want to talk about this past weekend before we give our predictions. Y'all want to just get hop into it? Yes, we will. Right after this, right here on Three Man Weave on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the final four of the NFL, also known as Conference Championship Sunday, and what a weekend we had, just like we said. Chris, you wanted to get into it oh so bad. Fire away. I mean, you had no dog in the in the, in the the race this weekend, uh, no pony in the show, but it was definitely a show to be seen. My God, where do we begin? I mean, I don't want to be... I try not to get on these airwaves and be hyperbolic about things, but I can't think of a better divisional round I've ever seen. Every game was won on the last play. Not not all the games were necessarily well played, but one in particular, and you know, I'm not gonna say any names, you know, Ian Gay and uh Amfran Wisco. Right, exactly. But they were it, all it was, intriguing. Yes, it was also negative wind chill and snowing. No big deal. No wonder if you took the old, if you took the over in that game, you're a fucking moron. Snow smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Two two uh, Southern California quarterbacks in the snow. Nah, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, tough yeah. <laughs> Tighten up. But no, this was an amazing weekend of football, and you know I'm not the biggest fan of parody because I think it kind of dilutes the quality of the, the the games on the field and on the courts. But, yo, this was parody at its finest this weekend. You can't even argue that. It's the one big takeaway I would take from the weekend, and I think we can start here, is why can't we just add the rule where if the first team that gets the ball in overtime scores a touchdown, Stop. the other team Stop. still gets the possession. Stop. Like, Stop. Really, Stop. That game got destroyed. That game, that great game. That unbelievable game between those two really good teams. That that game got decided by a coin flip. Fuck that. Stop. Stop. No, that game didn't get decided by a coin flip. That game got decided when the best defense in football couldn't stop a team from going 50 yards in 13 seconds. Thank you. Thank you. I, and go, go ahead, Ray. No, no, no. I, just touching on that alone, because there's so much to touch on. Touching on that alone, I get the want to see a duel continue, but the ship was going to have to end eventually, and somebody was going to be disappointed at the end of it regardless. So, I think it makes the most sense that if you can, if you if if you can score a touchdown at the beginning of, in, in the first drive of overtime, you deserve to win a damn game. If you can't, That's whoever stupid. gets the best opportunity, how is it? You want Why to go? You want? Did you want the score to be 129 to 126? So both teams have eight possessions during the regular uh, regulation time, right? Well, they. No, they no. Let's had, just say no, no, no. This is this is this is we're going to deal in hyperboles here. Okay, okay. Both both teams get eight possessions in regulation, right? And both and and, and at the end of regulation, the score is 56 to 56. Okay. Now we go to overtime, and the coin gets flipped, and Team A wins the coin flip, and they get the ball, and they score their ninth touchdown on nine possessions. The other team only had eight possessions. How is that fair? Yeah, because somebody got to lose. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's the name of the game. I mean, it is what it is, man. They've been playing football for a hundred years. These have always been the overtime rules. They tweaked them a little bit to try like to it. appease people. 
But it is what it is. This is just like when they add teams to the NCAA tournament, and then all of a sudden they find five more teams that got snubbed from the NCAA tournament. Like this, people just aren't going to be satisfied That's no matter real. what the rules are. That's a great you know? Yeah, but if they both yeah. have a That's possession, great. then it's fine. Yeah. Then then you play from there. Why can't you just? Why do you have to so, do that? Are you saying? I'm just so we can understand because I'm always willing to listen to a different opinion. Are I'm you not. saying you have a each team has a minimum of one possession? Starting overtime, and after yeah, that, that's whoever it. scores next wins. That's it. So if so, you're saying you would have been cool with, and just just because I think the rest of the world may not feel like you, but you're saying on that game, Kansas City gets the coin flip, they go down, score a touchdown, then the Buffalo Bills get the ball and they go down the field to score a touchdown. If Kansas City then goes back and kicks a field goal, they can win the game, and you're cool with that. Yep. To, to each their own, but that almost is more ridiculous than the way it is now because that's even more reason to say, well, I, there's something about the finality of the of 60 minutes, playing with it and th- playing the game, and then saying, you know what? So then so you that, can't. Then don't make it. Then don't make it. If they kick a field goal, you get the ball back. Then either either have one way or the other. What is the what is so precious about the field goal thing and the touchdown thing? It's that. still a score. Yeah. It's, pick a pick a side. No, it's a, that's a very easy. This answer. was like, it's, hey, we need to change something. Well, we really don't want to change, so we'll just kind of no, do something, right? But we're not really going to do anything. It's a very easy, sensible answer. To score a field goal, you only feasibly have to get to the forty-yard line, and the ball already starts on the twenty-five. Right, but Ray, you can't kick a field goal from anywhere. You can score a touchdown from any fucking where. You're right, but how often do people score touchdowns from anywhere? A lot We're more often than people. Well, there was. You know how many sixty-yard field goals there were in the league this year? Fourteen. Fifty-plus-yard field goal. Exactly. Seventy-four. There's a, there's a lot. Exactly. I don't know if those are real or not, but if they they're are, not. you are. They're not. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm studying so NFL. Uh, tw- I'll study hey, you, the. Hey, uh... hey, wait, you you're half right. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, flat. I I I, I smell what you're smoking. Um, oh, but no, it's, you're more likely to score a long field goal than you are to score a long touchdown. And we just have been talking about two of the best offenses in recent memory. So, yeah, the, the conversation's a bit skewed here. But then you also have to think about this, and I'll leave it alone after this. You can't change the rule for one game. Like, I get that, 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 that this situation affects this game extraordinarily. What about all the other games that go in overtime? It's not going to affect them the same way. What if we got to yeah. wait? What if, what if they got to go a whole damn 10, 15 minutes before somebody scores? Because instead of being 33-33, the tie is 7-7. Seven to seven. You know, you, so you have to have something that makes sense for everybody. I think the way the rule is makes sense for everybody. If you got the balls enough and you tough enough and you bad enough to run down the field and score the second, the score the second overtime starts, cool. If you can't, you know what? Whoever got the luck of getting the field goal, cool, because these motherfuckers don't need to be playing a whole another 15 minutes. I don't like it. I, I understand where Tony's coming from in the point that I wish these two teams were still playing football right now as we yeah. speak. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, man, I rewound the last 10 minutes of that game, including the overtime, just because I didn't want it to end, and I, I wanted to rewatch it. Uh, a couple things. God bless you, Buffalo Bills fans. Yeah. My God. Oh yeah. my god! Oh give my a hug. god! Give a give a Buffalo Bills fan a hug today if you know one. Oh my god! Because I, I can't I can't imagine like when it you, when it comes to in terms of most tortured NFL fan bases you've got Buffalo, Cleveland obviously. I, I would put Detroit in there, but Detroit never even gets to that point to where they could have blew it in 13 seconds. But we throw them in there as well. That's fair. I think that's the top three. Did I miss somebody? No, that's gotta be yeah. It. Jacksonville, maybe, but they're too young. Yeah, they haven't been around long enough. But, my God, because 13 seconds, you got to think, we got this. And then you have the Chiefs. They literally called the perfect plays. If you want to nitpick about anything, you can say that they should have swift-kicked it. And I've seen people say that, that they should have swift-kicked it to take some time off the clock. But they were probably, yeah, but they were probably scared of Tariq Hill, who, who just, you know, two minutes earlier than that, outran the entire Buffalo Bill defense and scored a touchdown. So I understand why you wouldn't want the ball in his hands. I get it. You, you don't kick it to the returner, though. You kick it to the second level. 
And you don't so think they would have like found a, a way to get him the ball somehow? If they would have, you know what? With, with the if time, because the time probably would have ran the, out. The yeah, time yeah, going to yeah. run, run out. And if, if Tyreek Hill beats me on the last play of a game being a kickoff return, then I just lose, dog. Like, so at the end of the day, a team got to lose. Sometimes you just got to accept the fact yeah. that you lost. I mean, but Kansas City called the perfect two plays for that scenario as well and executed them absolutely perfectly. Oh, my what was goodness. It, what was it, a slant in the post? Am I wrong with that? Was, when well, did, I, I, did, I, well, I didn't say I they were like, it the real way. I just said they were the perfect play call. I feel like uh, a, large per, <laughs> a large percentage of Kansas City's yeah. offensive practice time is just practicing those kind of plays. Like, they're just they just, they just go into, like, playground mode for, like, 70% of the offensive practice time. They're just like, hey, post watch this. will be fun. Watch <laughs> us do this. It's like it's like if the NBA players just did a dunk contest 80% of the time they went to practice. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Dunks and threes, baby. Who cares about the mid? Who, who cares about the who cares about the uh, the mid-range? Who cares about the running game? Yeah, no, no one, no one gives a shit about... Yeah, no one gives a shit about how far this guard's going to pull and what hole I'm going to hit coming out of the backfield. We want to see this razzle-dazzle bullshit. Watch this, coach. I'm going to pitch it to Tyreek. He's going to throw it backwards to me. And then I'm going to throw it to Kelsey down the field who's going to throw it backwards again to Tyreek who's going to run into the end zone. By, by the way, we're joking, but th- I think the reason the Chiefs, are, Chiefs have become more dangerous than they have been maybe the past couple years is because Patrick Mahomes has learned to take what the defense gives him and not just go out there and just like he man against them. And I think that's a big step in his evolution of becoming even better quarterback if a dude who's making five hundred million dollars can be better. You know, because he's not a, he last year he would have been launching that bitch fifty times like, like thirty yards down the field. Not now he's taking the check down. He's taking he's taking the screens. He's taking the 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 out route the out routes that are five yards out. Like he's being smarter with the way he plays. And then Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman and Travis Kelsey, you're gonna get somebody open eventually. Speaking of QBs, Josh Allen, I I got to give you your props, bro. You scared excuse me, you stared the god QB in the face and went toe to toe with him. And you just so happened to run out of time. You didn't blink, you didn't flinch, you didn't buzz. You just happened to run out of time. And I, I felt so bad because, uh, yeah, he showed me something in this game. That fourth and 15 on the touchdown. Granted, that was a hell of a route that Is... dude ran. But he converted a couple of fourth downs in that last two minutes. Or I mean, because for all intents and purposes, the game was over after Buffalo scored on the fourth and 15. And then Kansas City, the Tyreek Hill play. That should have been Rap City. But no, Is... it wasn't. And is, he came back down, and he put his he put his team in a position to win, man. And yeah, that's that's gonna be fun because you know they're gonna that's probably gonna be the Thursday night game if if the Chiefs win. So that's gonna be a fun opening night. Is Josh Allen the fourth best quarterback in the NFL? Are we saying Rodgers, Brady, and Pat Mahomes in some combination of one, two, three? Then yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I think he's better than Brady. But, you know, you I haven't he, been on Brady for a while now. Um, go ahead. You think he's better? Now, Brady quietly had one of his best seasons ever this year. Quietly. No, he – But is yeah, it just Brady, the age? Yes. It's okay. the age and attrition. Yeah. Okay. Respect. Yeah. No, he had a great – no, he had a great year last year because I thought he was washed the last season and they won the Super Bowl. And then he come back and had an MVP, MVP rather caliber season. Does Tom Brady retire? No. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. He get he, he gets he gets he gets the Kobe Dirk Nowitzki, um, Dwayne Wade run where he gets celebrated yeah, they, on the way out. They they bring in rocket chairs and Rolexes and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Does Aaron Rodgers retire? No, no. Does Aaron Rodgers gotta... return to the Green Bay Packers? Nope. I say yes because anywhere else he goes is gonna have to give up too much to get him. Where does he end up, Chris? It's hard to answer that, man, without the Packers offensive results. coordinator Nathan Hackett is in his second interview in Denver, by the way, for the head coaching job. That's the one place that makes sense. But they would have to no, give up too much to get him. I'm looking at San Fran. That's why I say it, it depends on what happens this weekend. I'm, I'm I feel like there Fran. could be a three-team trade with the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, the Green Bay Packers, and somebody else that needs a quarterback. The Packers get Trey Lance, somebody else gets Garoppolo, and the Niners get Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers get a fucking ton 
besides that. If I'm that happens, Southern because California, Southern California kid. Well, yeah, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here, let's let, let's start here. First of all, you don't want to get traded to the AFC West because why we want to be in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Two, why do you want to be in the same conference as Patrick Mahomes? Right? Which conference? Like what, what, yeah, but ser- like, like if, if you're a quarterback, would you rather be in the NFC or the AFC? He and doesn't think like that, though. You you say that, but there's a reason Brady took his ass to Sunny Tampa in the <laughs> NFC. Sunny Tampa. Just saying, right? This yeah, is the fourth. But there, but there were some things the in the AFC too. <laughs> this is the fourth year in a row the AFC Championship game will be played in Kansas City. Fourth, four. This is Patrick Mahomes' fourth year as the Kansas City starting quarterback. What makes you think that in the next four years you're not going to have to go to Kansas City and beat him yeah. to get to the Super Bowl? Why would you go to the AFC? By the way, something. A pitch for you guys. I heard this this morning. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson said it this morning. And Josh Allen. What if? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Josh, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert. Like there. Joe Burrow will get to, but Lamar doesn't bother me quite so much as the other two. And I respect that because he still has to show so much, but he's still a former MVP who's probably one hundred percent guy. Oh yeah. In totality, right? Yeah. No, I'm Um, not. Yeah, I'm not knocking on him. I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. Understood. You can't put him in the same as those four guys because arm, the arm talent hasn't shown itself to be there yet. What if he? What if he? I actually his way? disagree, but okay. I, he has arm talent, but I mean, like, not no, talking about that comparable to them. Okay, oh, okay, okay. I get you. Back here, no weapons, no nothing. Listen, he's as talented. I'm, I'm stepping on your it's point. Just, man. Let me yeah, shut up. He hasn't. Yeah, he, he hasn't shown I'm the thinking. passing like effectiveness, and and on top of it, like winning in the playoffs as well. Uh, what what do you what would you say to the idea of him going to Tennessee? Who's that? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh no! I look at the on first thought you would probably say oh no, but if you thought about it a bit, AJ Brown is a beast. Julio got two years left as long as he stays healthy, and Derrick Henry is a monster who had shown no. he's he's only getting. No, I'd see him in Vegas before that because Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are, like, best friends. So what if the Packers traded Rodgers to the Raiders and they got Derek Carr and a whole bunch of stuff? Then Derek, then Devontae Adams at least stays with the Packers. Like, I see that happening. I, I just, before he goes goes down to goes where you're talking, I mean, I just don't see it. Okay. No. What about he, the Saints? He, he, no, the Saints would have made no, sense no. before Sean Payton retired, but Sean Payton's going to be in Dallas next year in 2023. Yeah. Yes. Count on no, it. No, Eric. Aaron and uh, Vrabel, they wouldn't get along. Another thing for for San Fran, Kyle Shanahan, he's a bro. They'll probably they'll probably be thick as thieves. He's a bro. That's a great point. I didn't think about that, but you're right. That the the I didn't even think about the coach quarterback dynamic, and he's gonna want to play. And if he can, if he has his druthers, he's gonna want to play for be a San liberal uh, offensive coach. Yes. So that's a great point. If he goes to San uh, Francisco, he has Kittle, he has Debo, and he has that defense. And he has a good left tackle. Trent, well, if Trent Williams is 13 yeah. years, he's going to retire at some point, but who knows. Is Vance still the coach down in Denver? Denver's looking no, to I, hire I a coach. Was, uh... Talking about Fangio? No, Vance. Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph, yeah. Vic Joseph. Yeah, Fangio was the head. Yeah, Vic Joseph, my bad. Vince Joseph is the motherfucker that calls NXT. It's Vance. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. Vic Joseph, Vance Joseph, Joseph Mingula. The only thing I can tell you for certain is about the Denver Broncos head coach, he ain't black. I know that for a fact, Jack. Ain't none of them black guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I, but, yeah, but, yeah, going back to the San Francisco thing, man, it just seems to make a lot of sense. As I said earlier, I don't think him and Frabel would get along in Cincinnati. Shanahan is a bro. They're about the same age, so they probably would get along very well. And, you know, short of winning the Super Bowl and doing it by about 56 points, Jimmy G is auditioning for his next position. I just pray it's not in Cleveland, but that's neither here nor there. And Trey Lance is at least a year away from being a year away. Yeah, well, that so makes just, him like two years closer than Bryce Love is to being a year away. Bryce it, Love, huh? It's Jordan Love, sir. Yeah, Bryce Love been from Stanford. He ain't getting no closer either. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Bryce Love, Bryce Harper, Harper Lee. Careless it doesn't Levert. make a fucking difference, man. <laughs> your your six degrees of separation is amazing. <laughs> where you go and end, it's I'm so mesmerized. It's just the names that pop in this weird mind of mine, sir. But uh, yeah. So I, I, you know what? One thing before we move on, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm pissed off that the Browns aren't coming up in any of these conversations, not by you guys, just in general. I know they don't really have a lot to play with in terms of draft picks and stuff like that. But if I'm a quarterback, oh, why would you be enticed by the Browns oh, situation? I, you know what? I think you're forgetting one main thing is they play in Cleveland. You'd have to live in Cleveland. Yes, because Milwaukee's so much fucking better. There are Blow no me. football teams in Milwaukee. I, exactly. That's even worse. I don't. What do you want me to say? The football teams in Green Bay. We got casinos, sir. We got casinos, and there's some, some there's some pretty women there. Case Western Reserve. Maybe you find you a little doctor chick or something like that. Holly Berry, Vanessa Bell Calloway, Jane Kennedy. Google that one, kids. That's little. Uh, who else is there? I'm missing one. Uh, Paula Jai White. Oh, you know what? You know what else you got on on each like border of your of your, of the city? You have a welcome to Cleveland sign. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to explain why your city is dope, your city's not dope, bro. <laughs> I'm just there saying. will not be any sl- Cleveland slander on these airwaves. Oh, I can slander Cleveland because right. I'm from no, there, but y'all I, my ass. I would. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not slandering Cleveland. Hey, hey, man. Before before Braun came around, your most famous Clevelander was Drew Carey, dog. Like, oh man, yeah. Steve Harvey's from Cleveland. Fucking Bob Hope's from Cleveland. Steve Harvey oh, don't put on for. Cleveland. Paul Steve Harvey don't Steve Harvey don't put on for Cleveland like Drew Carey do though. Drew Carey's entire being as a comedian is about him being from Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, but with some Langston Hughes, Garrett A. Morgan. Yeah, I know Langston Hughes from Cleveland. That's dope. The brother that invented the stoplight. He's he's from Cleveland. All right, gentlemen. We do have two important games next week. None of them in, involved with the. None of them involved with anybody that lives in Cleveland or wants to live in Cleveland or plays football in Cleveland. Has ever Jared been in Cleveland. Older. Let's start in the NFC. Can the Miz. 49ers and Kyle Shanahan continue their winning ways over the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. this Sunday? Kyle Shanahan is 6-0 against McVay as NFL head coaches. You're not going to give me my props, though? We're not going to read the standings? I didn't even do the standings, Platt. I oh, can't. Right. I gotta do them. You're you're probably leading. I yeah, know that's only missed one. You only missed one game, right? One, no, I missed two because I didn't have the ball. You went two and two. Ran. Uh, yeah. D- DP went. No, I did not. I went three and one, sir. I went three and one. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, you're P. Yeah, I went three and well, one. Well, then you're definitely I didn't in have first. You're definitely in first to, to pull the San Fran Green Bay. Even though in my head I knew they were going to win, I just couldn't do it. Ray, I, I need your your thoughts on this game, man, because yes, I'm I'm conflicted. Number one, I think the Rams have the better team. I know you guys poo pooed the yeah. uh, the trade for my man from uh, Denver. I, I, his name is escaped. Thank you, but he's been balling. He's been balling yeah. for them. He's he stepped in the fountain of youth. Shout out to Matthew Stafford because we all had our questions, and I think you proved them or you you proved us all wrong last week. But this Niners team, they just might have the Rams number. I don't think that the the Rams have beaten the 49ers in three years. I know that there's 6-0 in the last six games, they being the San Francisco 49ers versus this team. So on one hand, I think maybe they're due, but maybe they just have their number. My head says San Fran, but my heart says the Rams. Plus, that was my preseason pick to go to the Super Bowl anyway. So let, let me hear you guys uh, pontificate on this matchup here. This is the toughest game I've picked all playoffs. So... The, you have to look at the way both teams are structurally built. The 49ers are structurally built offensively because of, by, and only for the run. If Jimmy G has to throw over 20 passes a game, then they know they're probably going to lose or they're going to struggle. They're built to be a pounded type of, and even their pass plays are wide receiver screens or, or, or you know what I'm saying, or something very easy to get people into space. Now, while their run game may give and possibly could give uh, the linebackers and the safeties who are like 
Eric Weddle who who had to come like out of retirement to just to to give them enough bodies to give them problems. They still have a dominant defensive line and they still have a dominant pass rush. And if you look on the other side of the ball, as good as San Francisco is, they're not going to stop the Rams. They score at will how they want when they want. And the 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 reclamation of of Odell Beckham and his life and career is only helping because Beckham is killing it. Cooper Cup was the best receiver all year, but you're not even talking about people like Tyler Higby and people like Van Jefferson who gets one 60-yard pass a game and whatnot. So if, if the Rams can and probably will get in a lead, then it's just pass rush, pass rush, pass rush, and that spells very, very bad uh, omens for Jimmy G. So I think also the thing that, that nobody's talking about last year was such a, a, a kind of a mag, a magical year for the bucks because um, not just the emergence and the signing of Tom Brady, but the possibility to be the first team to ever play the super bowl in their own stadium, super bowl and so far, everything has been perfect for the Rams to get them to this point to play at home in two weeks. I don't think that ends yet. The Rams win this game. Can, can we uh, let Bruce Arians off the hook, hook a little bit here? Because I, I saw and I read that he was getting a little flack last week for blitzing at the end of that game, which left Cooper Cup right, wide open on the backside. I mean, in all fairness, it's Matthew Stafford. Like It, it wasn't outside the realm of possibility that if you bring some pressure, he might have threw the ball right to you and y'all would have won the game. Like that, maybe maybe cover the best receiver in football all year. Maybe Maybe do that but I'm not going to eat his lunch because he decided to blitz Matthew Stafford in crunch time. My, when it was my, only, time. my only retort to that is, as I give it to Tunney, is if you look at the numbers, statistically, there was no quarterback get better against the blitz this year than Matt Stafford. So if you're looking at the numbers and you're looking at your tape, you know that you would know that this year, maybe not last year, maybe not the other years, but this year, that's not a smart idea. Well, still Matt Stafford, though. Yeah, look, I'm with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, you know, it obviously didn't work out. And the Rams, they should have, you know, went away with that game, man. They did everything they could to let Tampa get back into it. But, Tony, go ahead, about. man. Cause yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Are they going to hold they, up for the whole 60 minutes? They, they can't because they can't run the ball. So they're not going to be able to maintain the lead. Well, yeah, Cam Akers is. How, what's up, Sully Michelle? Go go get uh, Todd Gurley back. Like, Cam Akers is done. Shit, where's Beast Mode? <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> Mr. Tunney, what you think, sir? So, you know, the best thing about being on a on a losing streak, it means you're due, right? <laughs> Nowhere to go but up. And that that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, I, I still think, and even despite the dominance of, of Kyle Shanahan's you know, six and zero and being due to lose. I still, th- I still think the Bengals are more likely to beat the Chiefs. But I-, I don't think. I told you last week there were five teams that could win the Super Bowl. Only two of them are left, and they're going to be playing each other in the Super Bowl. It's Chiefs and Rams. Period. And neither of these games is great as it's been. These playoffs, as close as all these games have been, the Rams and the Chiefs will both be up by double digits before the end of the fourth quarter and or before the end of the third quarter and both win by double digits. These will not See, be that's good a, games at the end of the, of the games. Pardon me, Tony, but that's another thing that scares me because all the money is going to be coming in on the chiefs and Rams. And how often does that work out that way? But on the other end, it's hard for me to believe that I live in a world where Alfalfa from the Little Rascals, a.k.a. Kyle Shanahan, and Janine Garofalo have played in two Super Bowls. That just doesn't compute in this flawed, barely functional brain of mine. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the Rams here. I'm going to ride it out with Matt and the boys. Hey, Garofalo was fantastic at Mr. Man. <laughs> He was also good on his guest appearance on uh, Two and a Half Men. He and wasn't he in um, Dogma as well? 
I believe he was in Dogma. I believe, I believe that he was the star, when the stars were Dogma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been around for a long time. He is, man. And two dual careers, you know, respect. On the Paul Roperson side of the game, respect. What's the spread, Johnny? <laughs> What's the spread for the game? I'm curious. That is a good question. This this feels like a four and a half kind of spread. Because remember, what, the last game of the season, that's how the 49ers even got to this Mellon Farmer. I think the Rams were up like 24 to 3 or something crazy like that. They and have San Fran a, came back and won. They have an older defense, so they have they have a propensity to give up crazy plays. Plus, we've watched enough to know that when a team gets up, they tend to take the foot off the pedal and want to play conservative dime or quarters defense. And you can go up and down the field on that. I can I can get a pass or two in quarters defense. Like you're literally just saying, don't score a touchdown, but do whatever else you, whatever else you want. The so, Chiefs are uh, the Chiefs are minus seven. The Chiefs are favored by seven, and the over under on that game is fifty four and a half. The Rams are favored by three and a half, and the over under is forty six. Both games looking to have uh, decent am, weather. I am shocked. Why? By and what? Both I those think, lines. Both of those lines. No, I think those yeah, are both I, right on. Ray, nah, you, Ray, I, I, Ray, you've never, take, Ray, Ray, you've never been to Vegas, right? No. So okay, I, I gotta I, tell I, you something. I, I, I over the years, that. over the years, it's it's only gotten better. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just shocked that that's what it is. I'm not just, I just, I don't think personally watching the games that the Bengals are a touch, or, or the Chiefs are a touchdown better than the Bengals. I just oh, don't see sure. that for sure at home. Built in three points and add four more for experience. Hopefully they mattered much. I think that's the point, though. They're trying to entice you to take the Bengals because all the money is going to be coming in on Kansas City and the Rams. Which is why I said I don't disagree with the spread. It just feels weird to me. But that's yeah, why. Just, that's, yeah, yeah. They're they trying to get the suckers to come in on the Bengals. We'll get to that game momentarily. Uh, yeah, I go to Rams. But I, I'm, I'm laying the points, man. I, I think this is going to be a field goal game. So I wouldn't take the points, but I, I'm taking the Rams. No, I, I think the Rams win by this touchdown. Okay, fair I th- enough. I think this is I think this is a party type game that LA is gonna party for the majority of the second half as they go back to their lavish ass houses in the hills for, and wait until the next and then spend a day in the damn hotel even though they live down the street. Oh, please, man. The majority of the fans in that stadium are going to be Cowboys fans. You know that. (laughs) The Rams don't draw. (laughs) Good point. So we're all on the Rams here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. both of us got the Rams. All right. Cincinnati, Kansas City, minus seven. You guys already know I gave you my picks plain and simple. I said last week there was only five teams that could make and win the Super Bowl. Two of them are left. They're both going to win by double digits. Who y'all got? So the Chiefs are going to win. But if I got it, other than maybe Pat Mahomes, ain't a quarterback with bigger balls than Joe Burrow. That kid got balls. I'm talking like grapefruits. I'm talking like watermelons. Also, fun note, four straight AFC championship games for the Chiefs, right? I'd blitz them every play. Well, I wear two, and no, I'm going to be open every yeah, play. like if they're watermelons, dude, you can't move in the pocket. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. Uh, four straight AFC championship games. I want you to catch a catch a pattern here. The first one, they beat the incumbent Tom Brady. The second one, they beat the Tennessee Titans, who have shown to be a consistent uh, contender. Uh, third one, they uh, they beat Buffalo last year, and now they beat the new kid. They, it's like it's it's almost like Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> it's, it's it's like fucking Papa Holmes, Scott Pilgrim having to beat the next person, the next big bad, the next. This is Hulk Hogan in 1989, like the, <laughs> the next big bad of the week coming in and get him out the territory. So, so uh, yeah. So who, who's who's Burrow? Is he boss man? Is he earthquake? Is Burrow he... is a no. Burrow is Burrow is a nice. Young challenger. So who was a young challenger? It's Carrie Von Eric. That he Savage. Carrie Von Eric. Carrie Von Eric. No, because no. When no. did Hulk Hogan wrestle Carrie Von Eric? Oh, for, for sure they did. For sure. Where? Yeah, like Burrow. WrestleMania three Savage through is. six. That was the main event. What? 
Oh, he's, he's just saying shit. They weren't even in the same territory at the same goddamn time, man. Oh, um, Texas right. Tornado, baby. Savage is uh, Josh Allen because they, they're always be looked at. Mm, got you, got you. That's a good one. Hey, I, I, I could smoke a bag of that. That's a good one. Roddy Piper. Those, I want... those two, Lamar, Burrow, and Herbert, going to be talked about each other for a long time in a grouping. And maybe Baker. Yeah. Really? Really? You couldn't help yourself, could you? Really? Couldn't help yourself at all. Not at all. That's not so, even funny, man. So you're not, you're, you're nothing, on, you're taking the points, Nothing what you said Ray? was hilarious or funny or amusing or nothing. Are you, are you taking the points, Ray? Um, No, I'm not going to take the points. So you're taking Kansas City? I'm taking, I'm taking, Kansas City's going to win, but not by seven. So you're taking the points? Y- yes, Mr. Gambler person. Yes, whatever the, <laughs> the nomenclature is. Yes, I'm taking the points. <laughs> Well, because because Cincinnati's plus seven, where Kansas City's minus seven. I'm taking the points according to um, everybody that talks about football and gambling and picking against the spread. <laughs> I was trying to find a PC that has to do with gambling. Christopher, will you be taking or giving the points today? Professional card counter. Hey, that's like goes. PCC. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going the Chiefs and the points here. Shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. They've had a hell of a season. Their run, kind of to me, is reminiscent of Buffalo's run last year. As in, I think last week was their AFC Championship game. At this point, they're just happy to be here. I think the moment might be a little bit too big for them. Trying to go into Arrowhead, the winner goes to the Super Bowl. You're facing the incumbent. I think they're they're going to be happy that they're there and look forward to their future. So, yeah, I'm taking Kansas City, and I'm taking the points. Giving I wouldn't be points. shocked, actually, You're if Cincinnati pulled this off, You're though. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't but, either. You're giving them. Yeah. You're giving the points. Ray's taking the points. You're giving them. Jesus. You know what I'm going to give? The Chiefs are going to win by more than seven points, Tony, or right. at least seven points, okay? Well, if they win by – it's a push, then, because it's not a hook. There's no hook on this one. Look, we need to okay, we need to thank we need to you, uh, round, Matt, Matt Damon from Rounders. Shit, we need to we need to we need to send our good friend Danny to gambling. Gamblers Anonymous. I think it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Three Man Weave. You can follow us at three underscore Man Weave on social media, and you can find us on the Chairshot Radio Network on all your favorite streaming platforms and at thechairshot.com where we encourage you to enjoy your day the chair shot way by always using your head. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com Thechairshot.com Always use your head. Stay with me here. Stay with me. Well, it's tool time here on uh, Three Man Weave because we're going to talk about the tools that are all writers that vote for the fucking Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Thanks, Ray. You like that? Well done. Well done. Big Poppy gets in. Kurt Schilling... Barry Bonds, Roger Clements, Sammy Sosa, Sosa, all no longer eligible to be voted into the Hall of Fame. What are you guys' thoughts overall here on, on, you know, obviously I think we are all in favor of Big Poppy getting in, considering, like, his postseason dominance is is epic, along with a really good career statistically, but I think we all might fall on the same side of the card here. Platt, you said you had some... uh, well, you want to get some some things off your chest to Coles. These sanctimonious, self-righteous sons of bitches known as baseball writers. Give me all the guys that y'all are blackballing from the Hall of Fame and let me fill the team and I will beat the shit out of any nine of your Hall of Famers. This is fucking ridiculous. So you're telling me this sport 
America's quote-unquote pastime, even though we all know that's been a lie forever because these motherfuckers are so adverse to change. You don't want anything to happen to this game that might make it actually fun so a motherfucker under 150 years of age might want to sit down and watch a goddamn game. And I say this as a guy that absolutely loves baseball, but this shit is completely and utterly ridiculous. So you're going to tell me we're going to have a Hall of Fame without the all-time hits leader. Shout out to Pete Rose. I ain't forgot about that shit either. The all-time home run leader in Barry Bonds and, quite frankly, probably the best baseball player of all time. If you don't think he's the best, he's at least the best since the 60s or he's at least the best since World War II and arguably the best pitcher, speaking of World War II, the best pitcher since World War II in Roger Clements. And while you at it, I ain't got to like the motherfucker. I think he's a piece of shit personally, but Kurt Schilling should be in there too. So that makes y'all feel a little better because you keep Kurt Schilling out because he says shit that you don't like. It's not the hall of nice guys. It's the hall of fucking fame. This shit is utterly ridiculous. Y'all keep talking about this cheating shit. Number one, during the time, steroids weren't even illegal. So what the fuck are you talking about? Them shits weren't even illegal. And, okay, yes, I know. Barry Bonds, we saw the fitted hat size go from a six and a half to about a nine and three quarters. Okay, I get it. But he technically never got popped, never tested positive, never served any jail time whatsoever for steroid use. And if we're talking about cheating, cheating is just as much of the American pastime as any fucking thing else, man. Between, between sign stealing or spiking the motherfucker as you're sliding into second base, or fucking uh, the cork bats, or the pine tar on the bat, or the spitballs, or the, the Vaseline ball. Hell, Phil Negro, if you ever get a chance to hear Phil Negro in the booth, man, he sits there and talks about it in glowing terms and laughs about putting spit and snot and shit on the ball. To quote the late, great Bobby the Brain Heenan, if you ain't cheating, goddammit, guess what? You ain't trying. Plus, let's go even further back than that. In the 50s and 60s, you had motherfuckers out here taking methamphetamine before the games. Speed. They called them greenies. They'd pop a couple greenies and take a cup of coffee to the face and to get amped up and focused for the game. Hell, let's take it back even further. Babe Ruth. Y'all love Babe Ruth. This motherfucker drank an elixir that was made from sheep's testicles because he thought it would enhance his play. And I'm not bullshitting when I say any of this, ladies and gentlemen. You can go fact check me and you're going to come back and say, God damn it, Chris, you are absolutely correct, sir. It is fucking ridiculous. These self-righteous people, I don't know how they sleep at night. They're little dicks. You know they're not, they're not pleasing their women if they have one. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it. How can you have a baseball Hall of Fame without those guys? And I'll even I'll even acquiesce. If you want to put an asterisk on their plaques or whatever the fuck, okay, fine. If that makes you sleep better at night, you little dick motherfuckers be pissing on your balls because your dick's so goddamn little. I'm so sick of y'all because baseball is a beautiful game. It's beautifully played. I love it. And y'all motherfuckers are just so stuck in the goddamn mud that you can't even allow the game to actually kind of grow or anything that that, that people might want to watch or make it cool. We all can agree baseball is better with steroids because chicks dig the long ball. I'm tired of this, and I'll see y'all back here next year around this same time (laughs) when A-Rod and Raphael Palmero and and some other motherfuckers don't get in. Um, Paul Merrill's done, by the way. Like, he didn't even get close. He's, he's off the ballot. Oh, okay. Um, everything you said. Wholeheartedly. I also want to add that it's disappointing for me because what this has be- made, what this has started has come up, almost become trying to say why David Ortiz is not worthy. Instead of saying he is worthy and they fucked up with the others. And that's that, that's a shame because David Ortiz is one of the best baseball players of the past 30 years. Like, he may be the most, word to Reggie Jackson, he may be the most clutch hitter ever considering what he's done in the postseason. So his worthiness shouldn't be measured against the fact that these assholes who just want to gatekeep and decide they want to control the history of the sport kept out three, four, five of the best guys ever. So I I, want to point that out. I also want to say that it's a damn shame 
And I, I, I tend to stick up for the media in situations because they're only doing their job. But it's a damn shame that if Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or Kurt Schilling have the personality of David Ortiz, they would be in. Because David Ortiz is one of the most loved players. Not, I, I, I could say ever, that, that'd be hyperbolic, but definitely of the past generation. Um, my last thought is this. I am a rules guy. I'm, I'm absolutely, if there's a rule, follow it until you, until you get rid of that motherfucker. I'm a rules guy. So if the rule's going to be nobody who was involved in steroids whatsoever can be in the Hall of Fame, I will hate that, but I'll respect the fuck out of you for sticking to your principles. Andy Petty got in two years ago. David Ortiz got popped and owned up to it. He's in. So you can't pick and choose who you want to put in or you don't want to put in based on who you liked interviewing or who was nice to you that one time in Poughkeepsie in spring training in like March in the early March. That to me shows that to part to quote my brother Mr. Platt, you a little dick bitch. I That's think what that Bagwell's tells me. in too, isn't he? I know BGO got in, but didn't Bagwell get in as Bagwell's well? Bagwell's in too, yep. And I love Bagwell. I I, I got tons of balls of signed. Of course, Houston, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it's ridiculous. The baseball's Hall of Fame is is really the most obscene one as far as getting in and who should get in. I don't think we were surprised by that. And we've you guys have brought up, brought up great points that it needs to be about. It kind of goes back to the whole thing about the riff with the guy who was an MVP voter from Chicago talking about Rogers off the field stuff. Like this is on the field, right? I know that the steroid stuff is part of it, Ray, and I agree with that. But the last thing I can say here, and we're going to take a quick commercial break after that, after what I say, is if Bud Selig, who oversaw all of this steroid horse shit, is in the Hall of Fame, so should the players. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, you're going to have to listen to last week's show or tune into next week's show to get to the really cool bridge um, after the third refrain. Uh, NBA made some interesting changes to All-Star Weekend. Ray, you brought this to our attention. Would you like to define the new rules for the NBA Future Stars game, if you will, or Rising Stars game? I apologize. They are stars, and they're rising. Well done. Well done, Good one. <laughs> Shut so, up, Chris. You know they've they've played around with it the past few years. It used to just be the rookies and sophomores. Rookies play the sophomores. They've changed it to the uh, team world versus team USA. Still rookies and sophomores. But now, uh, what they're doing is, and I think this is dope. There's a pool of 28 players. It's gonna be 12 NBA rookies, 12 NBA sophomores, and four. G League Ignite players are going to be broken down into four teams. The pool of NBA players are going to be chosen by an NBA by NBA assistant coaches, and the pool of Ignite players are going to be chosen by G League head coaches. Each team is going to be coached by a member of the NBA 75 team, and the assistant coaches are going to be from the uh, from the 2022 All Star Game. The, the squads are going to be drafted earlier, so there's going to be a draft. And he's, he's going to be one NBA G League player on each team. And finally, the score, each game is going to be played to a final target score. So what that means is that each game is going to end with the made basket or made free throw instead of the clock running out, almost like playground rules. So it's a race to 75. So the first two games are going to be played until the team reaches 50. And then the final game is going to be played to the team reaches 25. Now, I, I want to say this first and foremost. I am all for freshening up shit that isn't working. You're, you don't want to get rid of that because so many players who unfortunately may not be able to get to the all-star game 
because there's so many great players in the league, ball out in this game. Right. This is some in many cases, this is their game. Right. So I would hate to see this game go away because so many people have used it as the one platform they have, you know, on All-Star Weekend, which is other than the playoffs or Christmas, the most eyes are on the NBA in All-Star Weekend. But it was stale. Nobody plays any defense. All anybody cares about is who's going to have the, the, the coldest dunk. But even the coldest dunks can't be the coldest dunks because the coldest dunks are saved for the next night. So now I think there's going to be some interest in it. I also like the fact that, you know, the NBA basketball is the one sport other than soccer, football, that can re- the, the way you play on the street can play, be played exactly the same way you play professionally, right? You can't play. I can't get a bunch of my homeboys and we go out and we play football and we're going to play it the same way that the NBA NFL plays it. Same with baseball. But in basketball, you can do the same things, play exactly the same way. So I appreciate that they're kind of going back to their street um, heritage or um, origins, if you will, and integrating that a little more by ha- by instead of go- playing timed, we're going to a point. One of my favorite All-Star games in recent memory was the, was the Kobe Memorial All-Star game where they played to a certain level, so to a certain score, right? That was the, because they cared. Now, they cared a whole lot because Kobe would have came back from the grave and beat their ass if they didn't. But, by the way, we're, we're, I'm sure we'll talk about this before the show's over, RIP Kobe, two years. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm interested. And most importantly, more than ever in the in the years of COVID, and especially with the kind of change of the G League, and every team now has a G League affiliate, and there's more money put into that, and players are, are for, foregoing their their eligibility in college and playing in the G League for a year to get paid and, and uh, professionally, uh, like, learn the game. It's dope to see the G League added and appreciated, and maybe they, those four guys, can get some rub and maybe get put on an NBA roster and get some real money. I, it's It's just... A positive across all boards to me. Yeah, I, I love it. And growing up, Ray and, and Tony, I'm sure you can attest to this as well. NBA All-Star Weekend was the shit. And, you know, I had a, 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 a especially had a propensity for it because typically it fell either on my birthday weekend or right, during the week maybe. of my birthday yeah. So we would always make a thing of it, man. The the dunk contest, the three-point contest, the shooting stars game, everything. It, it, it would just be really fun. But I think we can all agree that it's lost a little bit of its cachet the past few years. So anything that y'all can try to make it noteworthy again or to invigorate some some life into it, I'm here for it. And shout out to the four brothers, just real quick, and then I'll throw it to you. But shout out to the four brothers from the G League that are going to get some shine that weekend as well. Love Let me tell that. y'all something. I, I hope somebody, I hope this gets to y'all, because listen, y'all need to print up like a thousand resumes. You need to talk to every talent scout, every front office personnel, every coach, every top guy. When I say top guy, I mean top player that you possibly can get your hands on. You need to be that melon farmer outside the club slinging his CDs when the club lets out, Okay. Do what you can to try to get that bag, schmooze with everybody, show your wares on the court, be likable, be affable, be rememberable. That's not even a word, but all words are made up. Stay woke. Be rememberable, okay? Make sure they can't forget you, you, you could, because this is your shot you on could, the Eminem eight ball side could, of the game. And I know the name of the movie is Eight Mile, but I don't give just, a fuck. I'm just rolling. All you got to do is get rid of the R and the E. And just say you could have done that. Two different, hey, two different words. Memorable and rememorable are totally, totally right. different words. So. Right, they they both yes. mean exactly yes. what Platt wants them to mean. One's real and one's not. That's exactly right, Ray. All words are made up, Tony. Why white folks only people can make up words? God damn it, I just made one up. It's going to be in the dictionary in 15 years. There already years. was a year. There, like, you took a word, added two letters to the beginning of mm-hmm. it, and then mm-hmm. decided that it made, made the, means the same thing as the other one. Yeah, in 15 years, it'll be in Webster's. Mark my words. Rememberable. Right. I, now it's a thing. We're going to make right. it a thing. Well, I'm just I'm tired of all these McMellon <laughs> farmers then. 
No, no, no. You can't add shit on top of my shit, man. That's not how this works. That's you my just word added too. shit on whoever made up the word memorable. You added it to rememberable. It's the same fun. Oh. They mean the same thing you want them to mean. That motherfucker dead. I'm still here. Look, all I want to know is, <laughs> can we talk about what happened to... No, Andrew we're not Russo done with of, this. Hold of on. The Chicago, of the Chicago Bears or Bulls. Can we talk about that? They played some good teams and then they sucked and then DeMar Rosen came back and thought no. they're good again. I'm I'm just I just wanted to use. He Chicago. wanted to say Chicago. That's all. <laughs> By the way, hey, hey, Chicago. Somebody, Grayson Grayson Allen need a black mama to come and slap the shit out of him and make him realize like you is an asshole. Everybody Dude, should just slap wait, the shit this, out of Grayson Allen. Not, that should be a lead wide edict. He you, just has you breaking place. news. No, no, is it? I'm asking you. Oh no, I'm just saying he needs one. Sure. Because yeah. look, if 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 you grew up with a black mama. Platt, you know. Tunny, you know. <laughs> growing up with a black, <laughs> growing up with a black mama, look, you, there's only so 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 much you go out of line before you get popped in the mouth. He should have been been popped in the mouth. He got one of those faces, and he went to Duke like he's like the trifecta. That's he like, got a slap. Well, his yeah, went to Duke, and he's a dirty player. Somebody like, that's will, the yeah, right somebody there, will yeah. tackle him like Giannis tackled Mike Dunleavy back in the day. One, one more quick question for you. I know we got to get out of here. One more quick question for you. I know you guys heard about uh, James Harden finally talking and opening up. You think he's gone next year? No, they, he just denied the fact that someone was talking about James Harden for Ben Simmons. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Look, it's a stupid trade, but if you want to go, that might be the best you can get for him, dog. Everybody's picking at Brooklyn, and rightfully so, everything that they've had going Harden on. Just came Kevin Durant said bless his heart. That it's he all bullshit. Balling. Let me just finish, man. But God bless oh, you. Sorry. know, uh, Kevin Durant, he was balling his ass off, and you know they ran him into the ground, and he's injured now. But all that being said, they're still first in the East right now. And, and close, yeah. Oh, well, Miami's well, oh, well, two days ago they were first. My bad. It's, it's, it's a matter of like Miami's a game. First. Yeah. So, yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Does it matter who's first hey, in the Brooklyn. East? No, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You you need to get that fifth seed, okay? That way, if there's a game seven, Kyrie will be able to play. All right. Word to Jay Williams. That's exactly the same <laughs> shit. He said. Did he really? Did he really? No, yes. shit. My bad. <laughs> Whatever. You know, Platt be getting up every morning at six a.m. Eastern watching fucking Max J. Will and Keyshawn. It's like, oh, gotta get. Ah, especially well. on Wednesdays, I got three man weave tonight. You know, good goddamn well. <laughs> he been home all day. He been fucking lip reading NFL Live, NBA game right? day. He's got, yeah, get he's up. A, he it's couldn't come on because he had to catch uh, Tony Kornheiser before I, he came on the show today. That's why he was late. Yeah, that's what I do. Yes, that's what I do, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. I, I am the chair shot Skip Bayless, man. They don't always agree with me, but they got to respect where I'm coming from. It's my turn. My <laughs> turn. You talk. It's my turn. I don't think my opinions are quite as asinine as Skip's, but you, you get the Nobody analogy. Nobody's are. Fuck the baseball writers. Shout out to the G-Leaguers. Enjoy football this weekend. Mr. Cash, uh, where can everybody find you, man? And what what, what all you got going on? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to make a little dinner. going to hang out with myself. I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to be smacking my napkin, my mapkin, <laughs> and uh, call it a night. And while I'm smacking my mapkin, you can follow me at It's Ray Cash. It's R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Uh, and you know, if you want to get real nasty, you can follow me at the real C flat. <laughs> Smack your Mackins, ladies and gentlemen, and keep it tippy tie on the panty style. Mr. Tunney, where can they find you and what you got going on? You can find me that. You, you can find me at Mad Mapkin, uh, right there on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you can find, actually, I'm going to change it. You can find me at Mac and Mad Mapkin. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. What has happened? <laughs> Follow me at PC Tony on Twitter and Facebook. Please continue to listen to everything Chairshot Radio Network on all your favorite Chairshot Radio mapkins. Sarate, sarate, ladies and gentlemen. Again, y'all can find me at the Real C Plat. It's a, re- it's a rememberable word, Ray. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, why, that's why I said I forget about it. Here yep. we go. Hey, yep. hey. 
I'm going to get on that Platitudes book, man. We got to make that. We got to bring that to fruition. I just spoke it. We're going to speak it into existence, but that's neither here nor there. If you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, make sure we're able to keep providing that content you love day in and day out here at The Chair Shot by going to ProWrestlingTeam.com. by Careless LaVert. And making up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. Support the movement. Don't only support the movement monetarily, man. Listen to us. We've got a lot of great shows here on the Chair Shot, man. I mean, between Outsider's Edge, the revamped, remixed, reinvigorated Pod is War, Bandwagon Nerds is the best show that you're not listening to. You need to go holler at that. Down the Wire with the the, the uh, Wurtz Brothers. Everything Mags has got going on. I'd be here for another half hour if I had to write or talk about everything Mag's got going on. But Mag's got a lot going on. Support him, the Greg DeMarco show, and many, many others. If I forgot your show, please blame it on the brain and the booze, not the heart. It's all love. We're all family. Support anything going on on the chair shot, the articles. Andrew does his music reviews every week. Like, just support everything going on with the chair shot, man. Enjoy your day the chair shot way. That's the bottom line. That's all there is to it. It is your spot for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in power. You will never be forgotten. Every day we live striving to live Mamba strong. Rest in peace to Gigi. You would have been the next superstar in basketball. And the other seven people who lost their lives that day, you are not forgotten either. We remember. Well said. For the Reverend Ray Cash, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, I'm Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy your football this weekend. We'll see you back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. To reiterate, rest in peace to all those that lost their lives in that horrible incident. Shalom.